Give yourself to God to serve the poor with love, compassion, with gentleness and love. We should soften our hearts and weep over the sufferings of others and ask God for the spirit of mercy, the spirit of God. Serve the poor with love as God loves the poor and let us labor humbly for God and respectfully with love. Wise and compassionate words from St. Vincent de Paul, read for us by George Flynn. And that was the inspiration for the piece that we just heard, St. Vincent's Words. This is Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bostead, and we're in the second part of a two-part series devoted to the music of composer George Flynn. George, you read that poem uh, by St. Vincent de Paul, those wonderful, compassionate words, so nicely. Was there anything else behind this piece, St. Vincent's Words? This was written for the president of DePaul at the time, well, not for him, but acknowledging him, who, as far as I'm concerned, is a wonderful man with a humanity, sense of humanity about him, that I felt was reflected in words by St. Vincent. Talking about the president of DePaul University at the time that George wrote that piece, St. Vincent's Words, and DePaul University, of course, is huge in in. The, George's development as a composer, as he spent the bulk of his career there, and uh, many great things happened. I want to talk about George Flynn, the the, the entrepreneur, um, mentor, and producer of concerts. So when you came here in the 80s, there wasn't much going on in Chicago in the new music scene, and so you started a concert series with your colleague Eugene Gradovich called Chicago Soundings. What was the impetus for that? When I came to Chicago, the only thing happening in terms of contemporary music the Frome Foundation concerts at the University of Chicago, headed by Ralph Shapey. And uh, I faithfully went down to all those concerts, and that's all there was. And it, it took very little time for me to discover that I had some colleagues at DePaul, most, and most notably Eugene Gradovich, uh, who um, was interested in doing contemporary music. So we started our own group called Chicago Soundings. Chicago Soundings has existed in one form or another for more than 30 years now. I just find that so impressive. I know what it takes to produce a concert. Um, so to do it for, for so many years and, and so successfully is really a wonderful thing. And in addition, you also have your Green Mill concert series once a month. So it's just a really impressive achievement to, uh, to promote all of this contemporary music and to uh, make Chicago scene so vibrant. I was actually at the last Chicago Soundings, the most recent Chicago Soundings concert, and uh, there was a wonderful new piece that you had written called Chicago Mood. Tell us about that piece, George. This is a piece that is for piano and saxophone or piano and clarinet or piano and viola, and the version we're going to hear is for piano and clarinet. And Corey Tiffin plays the clarinet, and I'm the pianist.
Chicago Mood by George Flynn, performed by George on piano with Corey Tiffin, clarinet, part of the Chicago Soundings concert series that's gone back more than 30 years now, produced by George. Let's move now to another piece called From an Island for mezzo-soprano and piano. And this has a pretty interesting story about how it was commissioned. George, can you tell us that story? Yes. um, I originally got a commission from an organization called Works in Process, Uh, which does a series of concerts at the Guggenheim Museum in New York. And they asked five composers each to write a piece for one singer and one instrument. Well, I'm very conventional and chose mezzo-soprano and piano. Uh, It was interesting to do this. Uh, James Tate, that was the poet whom we were celebrating at the time, has written eight, nine hundred poems in a variety of books. And it was interesting to see that two of the composers quite coincidentally chose the same poem out of all of the hundreds of poems. One person set it for high soprano and electronic sounds. The other set it for bass and tuba. I thought that was interesting. But mine is for mezzo-soprano and piano. And I chose a poem called From an Island by Tate that allowed me to be able to create a shape that actually was already reflected in the poem. And the shape allows me to start the poem with a certain atmosphere and then at the very end come back to the same atmosphere, which is how the poem is lined up. Can you tell us who's playing on this recording? Uh, Mary Nessinger is the singer, the mezzo-soprano. Alan Feinberg is the pianist. And this was done at the Guggenheim. We were hearing a recording from the Guggenheim Museum. Great, let's have a listen. From an island.
What a beautiful voice, and so well-suited to sing that song. That was Mary Nessinger, mezzo-soprano, singing From an Island by George Flynn. She was accompanied by Alan Feinberg on piano. Well, as we heard from George, that piece was commissioned for a performance at the Guggenheim Museum. So although George has been so influential in the Chicago new music scene, his music has certainly spread well beyond Chicago. It's been performed at Tanglewood, at the Guggenheim, in Yakima, Washington, in countries all around the world now. Another piece that's had great success is Density of Memory. And uh, George, you've, you've talked to me before about this piece and about this idea of memory, how it becomes, as, as we humans, as we age and, and get older, memory becomes perhaps the most important faculty that we have. Is there something musically that's going on that's driving the piece? So this piece also is obsessed with a certain sound, and you will hear that sound coming back over and over again in this little selection from Density. It's a piece for three clarinets and large orchestra. The clarinetists are Larry Combs, Julie DeRoche, and Wagner Campos. And the orchestra is the DePaul Symphony Orchestra conducted by Cliff Colnett. And I've chosen for our session today a middle part I'll call the tidal wave because that's essentially what happens in the course of this selection from Density of Memory.
density of memory by George Flynn. I love how at the end of the piece it references uh, the beginning and the three clarinets. Was that intentional? Yes, yeah. And when you listen to the entire piece, you will find that the basic sound that actually starts the piece 26 minutes earlier is reflected as the piece ends. Mm -hmm. It becomes essentially all there is. And that's interesting because even if the listener doesn't consciously know that they're hearing the same musical material, it's still there somewhere in their consciousness, I think, that, that it is the same. I think there is a sense. Any listener will sense that they're coming back to similar material, yes, even though they might not be able to say to themselves, you know, this is similar material. Mm-hmm. Be a sense of rest. I'm Seth Bostead, the host of Relevant Tones, a show that features music of contemporary composers, and this is the second in a two-part series on composer George Flynn. You can find more information about Relevant Tones on our website, relevanttones.com. Let's turn now to a brand new piece that you wrote, and uh, you know we've featured a lot of your older pieces so far. We've very much been doing a retrospective, but you're still actively composing. People are still very much actively commissioning new works. And this piece, I think, is definitely of interest because in addition to these large themes like man's inhumanity against man and uh, the sort of social activist side of things, you've also been very influenced by the beat poets. And so here we have a young Chicago ensemble called Anaphora, and they come to you and they ask you to write a piece inspired by one of the most famous poems of the beat poet era. George, how did this collaboration come about? They asked me to write a piece that would somehow reflect Allen Ginsberg's poem, Howl, in some way. I decided to uh, actually include narrations of portions of the poem, not the entire thing, but portions of it, during the process of playing the piece. And the, uh, we agreed that the uh, quartet would be the same group of instruments that Messian used in his quartet for the end of time, clarinet, violin, cello, and piano. And we've had a narrator all this time, and uh, that is Mark Embry, who is a faculty member at DePaul. And so the three parts reflect Ginsburg's three parts of the poem. The first part starts, I saw the best minds of my generation destroyed by, and then we have several pages of what destroyed the best minds. Then the second part is called Moloch, and Moloch is an ancient Semitic god to whom children were sacrificed. And for Ginsburg, at least in my mind, Moloch refers to all of the bad things about American business and capitalism and all of the kind of fascist elements in our society. Then the last part, I'm with you, Carl Solomon. And both Ginsburg and Carl Solomon were together in Rockland, which is a mental institution in New York. Part one of the American Howl Quartet, performed by Chicago Ensemble Anaphora, a piece inspired by the great poem by Allen Ginsberg, Howl. Burning for the ancient. 
connection to the starry dynamo in the machinery of night.
house full of onions and bad music, who sat in boxes, breathing in the darkness under the bridge. cathedrals, praying for each other's salvation, to recreate the syntax and measure of poor human prose and stand before you speechless and intelligent and shaking with shame, rejected.
American Howl Quartet, a piece inspired by the very famous and great poem Howl by Allen Ginsberg. That was part one. It was commissioned by Anaphora, and we also heard Anaphora performing it in a live concert. The final piece I want to feature on this two-part series on the music of George Flynn is an extract from a larger work. This is for orchestra, and it is called Moods. The reason I want to feature it is, uh, one, it's a large-scale work, so we can hear George's sense of orchestration and balance. And I also just feel that it is a, a perfectly representative work of the, I guess, dual sides of this composer. We have the uh, the subdued, lovely dissonances, um, the, the, the kind of uh, passive beauty that he so often writes. But we also have the more energetic, the brash activist uh, side of George Flynn in this piece as well. George, was this a commissioned piece? Yes, this was originally commissioned by Brooke Cresswell in the Yakima Symphony Orchestra in Yakima, Washington. And the entire piece is called A Reign of Love, involving love sonnets by Shakespeare. I have extracted from this piece a work called Moods, which is the last part of this piece. And it's for a full orchestra, a large orchestra, and that's what we would hear. Mm-hmm. And you're actually from Yakima, is that correct? I live, um, I guess, the plurality of my years growing up in Yakima, Washington. Yes. Okay. Let's have a listen to this excerpt, Moods for Orchestra, by George Flynn.
a big finish. We heard Moods for Orchestra by George Flynn, performed by the Oystrock Orchestra. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this two-part series on the music of George Flynn, a composer that I believe absolutely deserves to be recognized, not only for the high quality of his music, but also for his generosity of spirit, his mentorship, and his communicative abilities, and the way that he's worked to promote not only his own music, but contemporary music in general. George Flynn is a beacon in the new music community and someone who definitely deserves recognition. But don't take my word for it. Let's listen to some of the words of his colleagues. George's legacy will probably be most deeply felt among the many generations of music students who studied with him, not just composition. Virtually every student who's come through DePaul's uh, for the last 35 years was uh, profoundly influenced by what George created here. Uh, his outward personality always was always welcoming, encouraging me to keep searching for the deeper emotions in the music. So I was encouraged to, to keep digging and to bring out uh, the musical content. And the, the, the notes were basically a curtain, and the person and the composer are behind that curtain. The thing about Flynn is when he sits down at the piano, he's got you. He's got you. It's so compelling because his focus is so true and you, you, it's, you can't deny it. You just watch him and you can't deny that something, something real is happening. It's the best. Relevant Tones is produced by Jesse McCorders at WFMT. For more information about the program and the artists we featured, you can find us on Facebook or visit our website at relevanttones.com. Relevant Tones is made possible by the generous support of Grosvenor Capital Management, Carol Joins and Abby O'Neill, an anonymous donor, and the listener supporters of WFMT. I'm your host, Seth Bosted, and thank you very much for listening. <laughs>